Hello all, Rakib Ahmed here. Today we're going to talk about activism in the 20th century. The 20th century or the 1900s, there were a lot of movements and a lot of change was happening. So today we're going to talk about what were the reasons there was a need for change in the 20th century? Like why did it happen or what caused it to happen? To understand why there was a need for change in the 20th century, we need to look deep into the roots of each activist from the 20th century. Of course, there are far too many for today's podcast, but today we were talking about three. First, we will talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Now, everyone knows him as the famous civil rights activist who spoke in his famous speech, I Have a Dream, but they don't know too much about him. Martin Luther King Jr. was born on 1929. He received a bachelor's from Morehouse College. At the time, there was World War II going on and they were enlisting many people for it, many soldiers. So Morehouse College had had a program where high school juniors could apply. Martin Luther King took this to his advantage and he applied to Morehouse College right away. And by the age of 19, he received his bachelor's in arts in sociology. After which he enrolled in the Crozer Theological Seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania. In 1951, Martin Luther King Jr. graduated with a bachelor's in divinity And that was not all. By 1955, he completed his PhD degree in systematic theology at Boston University. Another activist that we will be talking about today is Anna Eleanor Roosevelt, or more commonly known as Eleanor Roosevelt. For the people that... haven't really heard that name before but sounds familiar it's because it is she was the first lady of the united states from 1933 to 1945 as her husband was president franklin d roosevelt president roosevelt was actually in office for four terms which makes him the longest serving president of the united states but more importantly for today's podcast she was the longest serving first lady of the united states Eleanor Roosevelt was born in 1884. Her parents passed away at a young age and she was raised by her grandmother. In 1902, she met Franklin D. Roosevelt on a train and they got engaged in 1903, in which they later got married. When Franklin D. Roosevelt became president in 1933, Eleanor Roosevelt was outspoken compared to her predecessors. Although some people favored her, such as President Harry Truman later called her the first lady of the world for all of her achievements, she was criticized by many for being outspoken about topics such as 
discrimination and civil rights for African Americans. The third activist that we were talking about today is Anna Pauline Murray, or more commonly known, commonly known as Polly Murray. Polly Murray was born in 1910. She was born in Maryland and was orphaned while she was young, so she was also raised by her grandparents. When it comes to education, some may say that Polly Murray had a lot more obstacles compared to someone like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Pauli Murray really wanted to go to Columbia University. However, at the time, she was rejected because the university did not admit women. She also did not have the money to attend its Columbia University's partner school at the time, the Women's School of Barnard College. Instead, she ended up completing her bachelor's in Hunter College, where she was one of the very few students of color. She later wanted to apply to law school. So she applied to the University of North Carolina for law school. The same issue happened just like Columbia. She was rejected because, quote, members of your race are not admitted. So she got turned away by another educational institution. And finally, she, received, she was accepted and ended up receiving her law degree at Howard University. Although she was already accepted into the law school at Howard University, the discrimination still did not end. She was the only woman in her entire class. And fun fact, on her first day of class, a professor told her he didn't know why women went to law school. While Polly Murray was still attending Howard University, she joined the Congress of Racial Equality, which is a civil rights organization for African Americans. Going back to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a lot of people know him as the famous speaker in his I Have a Dream speech regarding the civil rights movement. For today's podcast, we will talk about his involvement and his stance on the Vietnam War. Now, in 1964, the United States got involved with the Vietnam War. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was not pleased. In April 4, on April 4th, 1967, he gave a speech at Riverside Church. Now, in this speech, he clearly opposed the United States involvement. He said, and I quote, mankind must put an end to war or war will put an end to mankind, end quote. This took a lot of courage from him because it was received with a lot of criticism and he probably knew that beforehand. Knowing that beforehand, ultimately after the speech, it cost, his, it cost him support from many powerful allies. For example, Billy Graham, President Johnson, union leaders, and many more powerful people in high positions. Nonetheless, he wanted to speak out against something he believed in. 
It did not go to vain. On April 15th, about 11 days later, he walked in an anti-war march in Manhattan. In this march, this march was first organized by the Springs Mobilization Committee to end the war in Vietnam. Dr. King realized how many followers he had and how many people supported his stand in this war. He did not back down in this pro-social justice movement, even though many people, such as President Johnson even, didn't want to listen to him. They were annoyed. They were not pleased by his remarks. Eleanor Roosevelt was very reluctant to step into the role of a first lady when her husband was appointed president of the United States. Her issue was that she didn't want to be a typical first lady, which at the time was usually more of a role of a social hostess. However, when she stepped into her role as first lady of the United States, she transformed that role from a typical social hostess into a more visible and active role in society. Eleanor Roosevelt started traveling around the United States and sort of became her husband's eyes and ears, if you want to say, around the country. Mind you, this was actually during the Great Depression, one of the worst economic times in the country, country's history. While she was traveling around, she visited a number of institutions and she quickly became a civil rights activist for African-Americans. She also helped poor young people and women, which was much needed during a time such as the Great Depression. She also helped support many approved funding programs for artists and writers who were struggling during this time. During those times, there were not that many women in federal appointed positions. Eleanor Roosevelt encouraged her husband, the president at the time, to appoint more women to higher positions or more importantly, federal positions. She would hold a number of press conferences for women who felt that they were kept away from that lifestyle. Even after her husband's death, she still continued to be an activist for noble causes. During World War II, which was right after the Great Depression, a number of European refugees wanted to come to the United States. There were mixed reviews at the time about allowing European refugees to settle here in the United States of America. Eleanor Roosevelt advocated for those European refugees. She wanted them to feel safe and helped encourage the country to invite these European refugees into our homes. Being an activist at the time receives a lot of fame, but fame is not always a positive thing. Fun fact, while she was advocating for civil rights of African-Americans, the Ku Klux Klan, or otherwise known as the KKK, put a $25,000 bounty on her head. They did not like her. And 
she did not care. She just wanted to fight for what was right. And this and this created a lot of fame to the point that we are still learning about her ways to the present day. This was a song from Linkin Park about 10 years ago, around 2010. This song features parts of Martin Luther King Jr.'s Beyond Vietnam speech. And it shows how his speech is still known to this day. One thing to notice about the song is that Dr. King's voice becomes more robotic. This is to symbolize how society is becoming less and less empathetic. This connects with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s stance to 1967 when he just thought that the U.S. should not be involved in wars. He believed that, quote, mankind or war will put an end to mankind. Going back to Ms. Pauli Murray, when her application to the University of North Carolina was rejected because of her race, she was furious, especially since President Roosevelt at the time just gave a speech about how there needs to be more social equity in universities. Pauli Murray wrote a letter to Franklin Roosevelt pointing out how ironic it was how he could have said this, but also she's still getting rejected just based on her race. He did not reply. Instead, an activist we just spoke about, Miss Eleanor Roosevelt, the first lady, received a copy and re replied. This would start a lifelong friendship. The activist life of Polly Murray began at a young age. While she was still attending Howard University, she was told to leave her seat in a whites-only section on a Virginia bus. She refused. She was also arrested for violating segregation laws that were in effect at the time. After graduating as valedictorian, ranked number one in her law class at Howard University, she wrote in her senior thesis how there was a separate but equal segregationist Supreme Court ruling in the Ferguson case. She wanted this overturned. She is also known because of coining up the term Jane Crow. This is in relation to the Jim Crow laws. She started using this term in 1965 when she was describing all the sexist and racist discrimination she experienced throughout her life. She went on to become one of the co-founders co for the National Organization for Women in 1966. Now that we talked about those three activists, let's go back to our original question. What were the reasons there was a need for change in the 20th century? 
So we talked about MLK, we talked about Eleanor Roosevelt, and we talked about Pauli Murray. So now we got to talk about what did they fight for? So all three of them are similar in one way. They all advocated for civil rights for African Americans. Martin Luther King Jr., he's famous for his civil rights movement, for having, for demonstrating civil disobedience and nonviolence. Eleanor Roosevelt also advocated for the rights for African Americans during the Depression era. And Pauli Murray advocated for civil rights in higher institutions. Now, the question is, how are these three different? They're not so different in a way, but some things they fought for, the other two did not. For example, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. advocated for his opposition to the Vietnam War. He connected that to the civil rights movement. Eleanor Roosevelt and Pauli Murray didn't emphasize about that as much. Now, Eleanor Roosevelt advocated for European refugees coming in during the World War II era. She advocated for their safe transition to our country, and she also advocated for women's rights, people who are poor during the Great Depression. Pauli Murray advocated for racial inequality in institutions. She felt she she witnessed firsthand discrimination against herself. She was this, she was rejected by um the University of North Carolina just because of her race. She couldn't even apply to Columbia University. All three of these people fought for racial inequality in different ways. Now, what were the reasons? Civil rights movement, the rights of women, the rights of refugees, any, any racial inequality in social institutions, educational institutions. Now, what I want to lastly talk about is how is this connected to now? How is this connected to the 21st century? It is now August 8th of the year 2020. We are currently living in a pandemic. But these things that Martin Luther King Jr., Eleanor Roosevelt, and Pauli Murray advocated for before still come into effect now. A few months ago, the George Floyd protests began. This was in response to the killing of George Floyd who was killed over a $20 counterfeit bill, supposedly, and an officer knelt on his neck for nearly eight minutes while three other officers just watched. Because of this, there, are pro there were uh, protests all around the nation, all around the world. I know a cousin who attended a protest in London. And this, all these George Floyd protests are part of the Black Lives Matter movement. This can also be related to the civil rights movement that was going on in the 1900s and the 20th century. Everything is connected in a way. All I really want to say is that history should not be forgotten from these warriors, from these heroes. They spoke out against society. They were ridiculed. They were criticized. But we still learn about them. It's important. And I believe that it is important to see our history, what we fought for before, and relate it to what we're currently fighting for now.